Um, I, I w- would ask you questions about surfing, but all I know is like goofy or like sweet. What's this normal stance? Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a terrible surfer anyway. So it's um, it's more of a, a little paddle and then a like doing anything <laughs> that looks cool. Can you film yourself next time? Put it up on the social. Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think that would make a really GoPro. good reel. Yeah, it probably would. Just be me falling off constantly. Yeah, that's right. Mark does that when he's standing up. <laughs> well, not all of us are fortunate enough to, to have two healthy knees. Do you know? Well, you did at one stage. Uh, knee chat. Content catch up. All right, let's do this. Welcome back, friends and enemies. You'll notice that we have a special guest today, especially if you're watching this. If you're listening, you probably haven't heard to have heard him yet. But welcome to the social sandwich, Edwin Smith, joining us as our third co-host. Welcome. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's been a while. I think, did you lose my details or something? But thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jules. Well, we don't have any excuses. I'd like to give Edwin uh, like a correspondent title. What would your title like to be? Um, yeah. Chief. <laughs> it's got to be in there somewhere. Is it like special comments, but um, more regular? Yeah, like sideline reporter, but yeah. Uh, a bit more. Yeah, we can workshop that. Should have come up with that before we <laughs> on the show. Speaking of, that's a job in commentary I would fucking love. Just come in and just say, oh, yeah, this is doing well. And then piss off for another three quarters. Isn't that what half the like expert commentators do, like the former players? Expert, expert commentators. Yeah, there's not, not a lot of not a lot of meat to what they say often. Nah, not at all. Anyway, what have you been up to, Edwin? Give us a bit of a, a rundown. Since the last time we spoke to you, you got twenty seconds. Um, <laughs> I, moved, I moved to Wollongong, and I have a dog now, so that's um. Ooh. Oh, what yeah, type? So, uh, is it American Staffy? Oh, nice. What's its name? Um, uh, his name's Tyson. He's currently sleeping on the bed next door somewhere. He's uh, he's a rescue dog, so he's seven. He's pretty old. Um, he's got his own Instagram, so you can um, go and uh, check him out. He has epilepsy, so his name is Tyson the Pill-Popping Staffy on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really used to disliking you, Edwin, but now that you've got a rescue dog, but you sound like you're doing quite a good thing with this universe. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I sort of like you a bit more now. Let's start off on the right foot before I tell you all the things you're doing wrong. Do we need a mind for how Edwin is? <laughs> Just for the listeners oh. that didn't listen to our, what was it, season one episode. So he runs a social sandwich. Go follow him. All your social media advice, um, the best in the business. Um, does that summarize it? That's pretty nice of you, actually. Yeah, I guess. Uh, friend, I try we're and, friends today. We are. We are friends. Now. Um, yeah, I guess I try and post quite like openly and honestly about the things that I kind of see. And, and yeah, I often wonder like sometimes if I'm too honest about things or like, because it's quite, I always think about how, being so open about it. Like maybe it's the same for you guys when you're kind of putting opinions out there, especially in social media, you know, you could definitely be challenged. And mm. I think not that people kind of do, but I'm sure people behind my back kind of go, look at this Edwin Dickhead that just says all these things. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's so wrong. About him. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an idiot. But yeah, I, I just try and like post, you know, tips and tricks and updates and things, but in a more, 
I guess, approachable way. That's a big thing for me is like trying not to, you know, have heaps of jargon and also make it, try and make it a little bit interesting, not just, you know, really boring and, and mundane. So, you know, I try to have a few hot takes here and there and yeah, just be quite, quite open about, about things. So yeah, I post a bit on Instagram and yeah, some, I go through stages with Twitter where sometimes I get real, real keen and find heaps of stuff to talk about. And then I'll go like a week or two without having anything to say and then go, oh shit, I should go and tweet some things. But well, I mean, who knows? Maybe um, Twitter's just on the on the decline anyway with all the all the shit going on there. So I was about to say, well, none of us might be able to use Twitter soon. It might just be all over. Interesting point. Maybe we can talk about it later as to whether any of us would actually pay $8 a month to use Twitter if we were verified though. that's I guess that's the other kicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I do say I do love your hot takes. My dad always has this this saying that's like any publicity is good publicity, including negative publicity. So sometimes you just got to throw shit out there and and see what sticks. But um, before we do get mean, I do want to commend you on making your advice that you give actually very followable and accessible. What's the other word? Implementable. All the abbles. Um, Someone's going to start a dictionary this week. <laughs> Um, no, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing for me where I hate doing like, you know, online courses or, mm-hmm. you know, hearing from other people where it's always like top line advice where you don't really know like what you, you know, there's no like actionable steps to do the thing. It's more just like, like my biggest pet peeve is like add value to your social media content. It's like, well, what does that even mean? Like that's, that's nothing that you can actually take away and, and do. So yeah, for me, it's really about like, oh, like things that you could actually do today to get a little bit better at your socials and you know a lot of the people that I speak to are kind of small businesses often like you know mums or like people that don't have a heap of time to invest into social so it's like hey you actually do these things and get a little bit more out of the small time you invest there rather than you know trying to pull together a whole strategy for for people and, and go to the real nitty-gritty of things it's more just like here's a couple of things you can do and that's kind of what I you like to do so cheers mate look this is a this nice, is nice. Sandwiches. I'm, I'm sure it's going to get violent soon is that, um, is that it yes. are we done <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show enough. everyone enough about this you're good at your job well done um, um so Mark, just... so i wanted i've noticed this uh, you can talk we want to talk about this first because edwin i reckon you might have some advice barks some additional wedding planning that's been going on i see in the notes here yeah what's been happening some. I had to find something to talk about. So in season four, I didn't like to talk about our weeks so far. And I was going to throw to you first, Julian. But no, I've had a pretty um, short week. But yeah, no, future planning of the wedding. So next year in March, it's all happening. Um, I'm not sure you'll get an invite in it. So sorry, if you're on. Yeah, this I was going to say, uh, no, you did in my address. Uh, no, it hasn't, <laughs> no, it hasn't been sent out yet. So that's not just you. But um, no, nothing specific. If you've got any tips for me, Ed, would go for it. But basically, we're, we, we've gone pretty low key. So it's actually been booked at a cafe. Um, you may have heard Oh, of it. so called, we have a venue. Yeah, it's called McCafe. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's going to be a magazine party. No, it's actually, it isn't a cafe. So it's in Beaconsfield, um, Daydreamers Cafe, if anybody's listening from there. But um, there's a function space out the back. So it's pretty low key, but pretty, pretty manly. So yeah, it'll be good. How many guests do you have? Uh, it will be around 80 still. So it's actually quite like it's low key, but it's actually quite a nice, um, it's like an under unassuming sort of place. You go at the back and it's actually pretty nice. Yeah. So it's no, pretty that's great. 
Mm. Yeah, because I think because we got married almost a year ago today, and literally oh. on Wednesday we are going on our delayed honeymoon. So good, Ooh. good wedding timing oh. with um, with all the chat. But we we had like a list of about 110 people. But we ended up culling it right down to about 60, um, which was thanks to our, our good friend COVID, which was kind of like good to be like, <laughs> uh, COVID, sorry, we had, sorry. It's you actually like, very handy. It actually kind of was. And it was like, we got to, to kind of just ditch like the weird aunties and uncles that like, you know, we kind of didn't, like, you know, that would have been fine to have there, but it just ended up being like basically our close mates and, um, you know, close family. So it was, it was great, but. I think someone told me that you need to make sure you spend like a couple of minutes just like with your wife at some stage and just like take it all in because it like obviously just goes so fast. You need to like go, okay, like this is, you know, look around and make sure you kind of like take a moment because otherwise you're just like getting pulled everywhere. And you don't really get that time. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing that I've like assumed from weddings or like observed is it just seems like by the time you're done sort of circling everyone and making sure you've spoken to everyone, you literally don't, have time just to be like, hey, we're married. Like, this is cool. Yeah, like, take yeah. yeah. So, so doing that um, is is big. Um, make sure your bridal party just give you drinks because otherwise, <laughs> again, you you will just be like talking, and then you won't ever ever like actually get to have a couple of, of drinks. So, uh, my best man was just like giving me beers the whole time. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. an empty hand, put one in. Yeah, it was like yeah. So yeah, it was. I mean, I was yeah pretty loose by the end of it but um. <laughs> we actually don't have a bridal party and we've got no sort of formalities so it's very like get it get it done well you can still party. nominate oh. a professional drink giver like the water boy well true I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at it <laughs> no it's not <laughs> 81 guests it's 80 guests <laughs> well, um, that's, enough, that's enough about my week who wants to go next who else what what have you guys been doing jules you go first um i haven't got a lot it was short week um End of the AFLW season, a few drinks associated with that. I probably had one of the worst hangovers I've had in a long time last Saturday because I'm a party legend. <laughs> legend <up>. alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I want to early egg myself for thinking I am still young enough to mix seven different types of alcohol and oh. feel great the next day. Um, I am not. I nearly – so day after the AFLW, one of the – last games or whatever I was wake up and with my hangovers I always feel brilliant in the morning like I feel like a million bucks and then slowly through the day I just degrade to a pile of shit um and it got to about lunchtime still feeling good I might demand let's go to the shops we need to get x y and z and we also need to look at some furniture for the house um get to Northland, which is our local shopping center, walk into one shop and I start having the ultimate like hangover sweats. Like I'm just standing there like dripping <laughs> to the point where I had to walk out of the shopping center and just call Mars and be like, hey, when you're done, um, just come find me. I'm in a pile of sweat out the front. So I want to early egg myself for not realizing my limits. But um, on the other hand, I want to jump into a bit of a question for you two. Thoughts on Halloween in Australia in general? Because we had, uh, where we live, there's a lot of kids and there was a lot of like trick-or-treating going on. Thank God none of them came to our house. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I used to be hugely against it. But seeing that, Why? I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. 
why were you hugely against it? Do you hate fun, do you? Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. fun a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also hate writing. youth having fun because they're mm. so loud. Um, I just thought it was very American, um, to be honest. It's really like become a bigger thing over the last few years. I feel like every year it seems to get bigger. Like my my wife who might be listening right now, but she's like her favorite month of the year is October because of Halloween. She loves yeah. like all the spooky movies and like the doing like going to a costume party and, and all of that. So I think, yeah, it's definitely become a bigger thing. So I'm, I'm for, you know, if they, you know, there's, and there's cool, I always like the cool costumes as well, but like with kind of different costumes, like not the same, like I'll call you Batman. I get it. But like, <laughs> you know, a bit more like original. Thoughtful. Yeah. 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 I don't really, I don't really care for it, but I can, I, I can appreciate basically because I'm just not a costume person in any sense. So I, nothing's yeah. going to really impress me. But <laughs> don't I can strike me as a costume person, Barks. Nah. Um, I, Earthy I Tones, hate, I, hate, I hate dress up parties. They're like, oh, come in this thing. I'm like, oh, I just want to go somewhere and not have to worry about what outfit I'm wearing and make sure it's a good outfit. Like that's, we that's had a, we had like a 90s theme 30th last night and I thought that was perfect because that's easy. That's just like yeah, everything I own is pretty much already 90s and if not, I am the 90s. Like, Just rock that Nirvana t-shirt and happy yeah. days. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween's sort of different though because you can't really like half ass it. Like if you rocked up in like a real poor costume, people are like, what are you doing? I feel like you, if you're going to do it, you sort of got to do it properly and like go to the full effort. Mm. See, I think there's two levels. There's like going to the full effort, going to like minimal effort, but being kind of quirky and then getting a onesie, which is probably the lowest of like effort available. But most comfortable. <laughs> Until you need to poo. But anyway, oh, that's that's, that's, um, that's enough of that. Should we jump into some content? Edwin's <laughs> week. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, we've we heard enough of from you from the start, honestly. Yeah. He's, no, he's working. I actually had a an interesting week. So obviously I run my own business and I work with a bunch of different like clients and people and, and I had a, up. <laughs> I've got a it's actually it's gonna be a question for you guys. Um so I had a client and this one of the first times basically that I um, so I've been on a retainer with this client for a while. Um, I'm not going to obviously name names, but basically they had like a change of the person I was working with and this new person came in and was basically like, we, it was, a um, an alcohol brand and they had about a thousand followers and he's like, we need 10,000 followers to justify your retainer, mm-hmm. which is like a monthly retainer. And so he came in like hot and was like, you know, the, the content that you, so I was like running the content and, you know, doing all this stuff and, um, you know, with a few other things that we were, we were doing, but he was basically like, yeah, we need 10,000 followers, like ASAP, let me know your plan for how we can get there. And so he kind of dropped that on me a few weeks ago. And then we spoke again during like on Friday, actually on Friday or Thursday. And basically I ended up just being like, you know what, this, that's the first time I've done it, but I was like, this just isn't the right, you know, I'm not the right person to do this because it's, like I just don't feel comfortable even trying to guarantee that we'll just sun- suddenly get to 10,000 followers, like this arbitrary number that he's kind of pulled. So I was like, maybe interesting to see, yeah, what would you guys have done in that situation or like any thoughts around, yeah, the, like I guess setting follower targets as like the main metric on, and this is on Instagram as well. Bucks, do you want to go first? 
I I'm just listening to it. I think I'd be yeah, I think I'd be uncomfortable with it. But like, I it's probably a question back. Do you get a lot of clients focused on followers only like that? Though, like, is that a common thing? Not really. And like, I, my clients vary a lot, so I don't do a lot of the kind of management because it just takes up too much time. So um, mm. really, often I'll just kind of help them to get to a good place where they can do it themselves, essentially. Yes. Um, and it was more like, you know, the follower number is often a question of like, you know, we want to get more followers. But it's the first time I've had that kind of, we need to go from a 1,000 to 10,000, you know, mm. in the next. He's basically, he didn't give me a timeline. He's basically like next few months kind of thing. And he suggested the follow, unfollow tactic. So he's like, if you follow 40 people a day, then unfollow them again in two weeks to, you know, get them aware of the page. And, you know, we can run some like competitions and all these like just red flags for me. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a decent, decent retainer for me in terms of like money. But I was like, you know what? I think I'm at the stage now where I just don't need to have someone like that and have that like stress. It's not even, it's not enjoyable to go and like spam yeah. follow people as well. It, um, it almost sounds like it doesn't align with what, what you essentially do in a way. Like, well, or yeah, would be, and wouldn't it be more about like, how you entertain your following and, and what the you probably can't dive into his reason why, but and I can't really think of a, yeah I can't really think of a valid reason. Well, I think it's so he can justify it to other people. So he was like, you know, obviously doing a review, coming in and being like, "Oh, we pay this guy this much money for this amount of followers." The big bosses are like, "Well, we need more followers," so then we sell more of our product basically. Um, but yeah, I was like, we could get to 2000 or, you know, a couple of thousand, like we could do that in the next few months. It's like, no, nah, we need 10,000. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I dude? hate like, I hate arbitrary numbers like that because what does 10,000 followers yeah. actually And that's mean? the thing, right? Like what, cause the page is actually in terms of like the audience, it's super healthy. So we've done a lot of work, like building relationships with um, like, basically beer influencers that like review beer and, and are like quite active on Insta. And so the audience we have is like super engaged in the content, like, you know, super high engagement rate. So for whilst it like, it looks like a small number, but they're all super engaged and um, it's like, cool. You could probably grow that number, but no one's going to give a shit about yeah. your brand and no one's going to just suddenly yeah. start buying your beer. Um, Cause that's the thing. Followers doesn't mean, conversion right like especially if they're looking yeah. from a um sales point of view followers doesn't even necessarily mean the growth and engagement right it just means there's ten thousand people on this page just living right like it doesn't mean yeah and it wasn't even like a conversation around because i had some ideas around content um and he didn't really even talk about that so it wasn't like oh, we can grow through like some really cool content. It was just like, oh, let's grow through like following people. And so, yeah, it was a, yeah, a good like little like, I guess lesson, but like first for me as like, essentially like knocking back work because it didn't yeah really yeah. align with like me and like, yeah, the skills that I have. Well, you also don't want to be them to turn around and be like, oh, that you as the social sandwich didn't hit this goal. We're not going to recommend you when, yeah. Despite whatever bit of advice you gave them on like, hey, this this doesn't work, right? Like yeah. if you actually are concerned about sales, let's look at some tactics on like how we can track sales through our current engaged audience, be like growing it to this point and not getting anything additional and making me look like I failed when yeah. you know. It reminds me of um 
when I was at the agency um, a while ago, we had this. I had this client that was like, oh, "I want to increase app downloads by like huge amounts." And I was like, well, it's not really about app downloads. It's about like app usage and app retention because anyway. And then mm. he was just like nailing me on like getting more and more downloads. So I just cracked the shits and I ran the ads to like India and Philippines and got like thousands and thousands of downloads and sent them back to him. I'm like, here you go. Now you've got a thing. And he's like, but no one's using it. I'm like, well, what do you think? Oh, I was going to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. App shit as well. Anyway. Nah. I think you've done the right thing. The right I, think thing yeah. I think there's a skill in sort of not acting desperate, even though I'm sure it's difficult in like a small business where you want to take on whatever you can, but I think there's a skill in knocking back people. And, um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought it was, in terms of, I was just thinking about, yeah, what happened in your week, Evan? I was like, well, I had a, yeah, a, fun, a fun Friday afternoon of knocking back money. <laughs> Everything you want to do on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> I've lost um, everything today. What? Jules, <laughs> um, content. What do you got? Yeah, let's get into some content. Oh, fuck. My mouse has died. Anyway, let's get back into it. <laughs> so I came across this a couple of weeks ago and I've been sitting on it thinking like, what the fuck is this really? So it's brand collaborations with sports teams. So we all know that like sports teams have partners and partners are like, let's do some cool content with you. So this is Gillette and the Patriots. Um, and you can see the caption here. It reads, a giant razor flying effortlessly onto the field, neon green everywhere, innovation all over the place. In case you missed it, check out G- Gillette Stadium, Monday Night Football. It's pretty subtle, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Um, for everyone at home, what we're watching is um, the Gillette, uh, the Patriots mascot go into this like room, flick a switch, and then it flies out to Gillette Stadium, and this like animation wraps around the stadium, and then a three D razor pops out of the middle of the ground, and that's the content. Oh, that's it. That's it. There's no context. There's no like. I don't know if there was something in the game that like happened or anything like that, but this is so bizarre as a post. <laughs> you know what I always like, think of the 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 effort the animator probably went to to create this. Like it's yeah. impressive. It's a cool <laughs> it's animation. A like if you if you saw that in like a TV commercial, you know how they like break apart the razor and it's like four blades, gel yeah. strip, all that kind of shit. Cool, but like, why is it floating in the middle of a stadium? It's like so close to being really cool. <laughs> it's just like not that like thing that is actually like content because it's like it's obviously like a cool design and graphics and like it looks really cool. But like I don't know, like you almost need need to like shave the field with the razor or something, and like you know have like a bit of something to grab onto, like oh that's cool, rather than just like oh there's a floating razor yeah. that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it needs to relate to the game or something, doesn't it? Like some sort of yeah thing after a play or something i'm i'm confused by it yes i think this is like oh we've seen a few examples of this in the nfl where they're using a lot of that like augmented reality stuff so the panthers also did something like this in stadium where they had that like their actual panther run around and like jump on the Mm. uh, screen and stuff um again i think it's it's cool but i don't know its place in the whole sports content mix i feel like it's just a lot of 
lack of better term, dick swinging of like how cool can we make this animation and but it doesn't add any value to anyone. Yeah. Uh, watching it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's just like, yeah, we've got to do something. Cause it's, it's, it's like too obvious. It just feels a bit like mm. you're just doing it purely for the sponsor, which you are, but at least try to surely go with an idea that's actually going to relate somehow. Do, do you remember when like 360 cams came out for the first time, like the old ones and every club was like, or every team was like, oh, we've got this great 360 cam and they just like put it in the middle of something and not really have a plan on how they were going to use it. Yeah. That's what AR feels. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels like at the moment. They've all these people with AR and AR capacity, but don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. No, agreed. Hmm. But anyway, weird brand <laughs> brand collabs. Um, no, it'll next, probably get better over time, right? Yeah, you'd hope so. Um, you'd definitely hope so. Anyway, the next one I've got, quick one. Have a look at these photos. Barks, I feel like you'll appreciate them. Um, this is sure. from a, a fight in, in hockey that, that happened a couple of weeks ago. I believe there's actually the video of the fight so these two guys have been jarring all series and it just like rolls out into as soon as the play starts they just go straight for the fight um and you can kind of see in the background here where the cameraman is that little hole there um and i think there's another one back here so he's just here you can see him pop up there i thought this was the sport where they had actual physical holes for the camera they do you can see the hole just uh, underneath this guy's arm. Um, But look at him go. Like, look at this cameraman go. And this this is the shot. Like, it's just insane. (laughs) This is really strange to me. Like, why in this day and age is fighting in, like, a sport that's not a fighting sport still, like, empowered? Like, I don't get it. Like, why are they still allowed to do this? And why is it – why do we all, like, have fun watching someone getting – their head punched in, <laughs> in this day and age. I don't get it. I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. I think oh, it's I like know. it's a great photo. <laughs> great photo. <laughs> like, you, you'd be you'd be happy if you this Rangers guy. I don't know how you'd feel if you were old mate getting his head caved in. Um, but yeah, it is, <laughs> it is a weird one. I wish NBA was like this. <laughs> <laughs> It would be Russ absolutely punching on with everyone that says he's shit. That would be the Just NBA like one. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, I think it's a good example of uh, right place, right time, um, taking advantage of the moment and just yeah. going with it. That's like, you saw how hard he was working as well to get the shot. I thought that was pretty <laughs> cool. Just millions of photos. I love that they, both those examples, they're using the collab on Insta as well, like with the, the two accounts, like I still feel like so many like big accounts here in Australia just aren't using it very well. Mm. Like, it's just such a useful tool where you get the like double exposure to two different do pages. You, do you know, Edwin, I asked this, I don't know if I asked or both of you, if Bleacher Report posts it with whoever, BR, Open, whatever, does that go to the second page's uh, followers or does it just show on their profile? Uh, no, it goes to their followers. So oh, it does. goes like onto their yeah onto their feed. So basically, you're getting both po- like exposed to both audiences. I, I swear, someone told me it might have been Darren. If you're listening, Tosser, way to lie to me. I swear, he said <laughs> it just shows up on the second person's um, feed. But, I mean, their grid or their profile. 
Well, I don't follow BR Open Ice, so I got this through Bleacher Report. Yeah, no, but just in terms of how it actually works. No, because yeah, I've done it with. Yeah, it definitely goes onto BR Open Ice onto their feed as well. Yeah. Okay. Good. So you can tell. Dan Do you end up getting like heaps more engagements? Like I've done it for smaller brands where you collaborate with like a bigger brand, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, likes and comments go up by ten times. Yeah, it's good for time. Yeah, top five tip to to use. I reckon like we started doing it across a couple of our posts from AFL to AFLW, and you notice like the boost in followers. It's also handy for when you're posting the same thing across two accounts. So like Christmas messages or like we did something for Halloween recently where we just collaborated rather than have to go onto both account and share it yeah. for no reason. Um, just easy. Do you, do you guys do it with like players? We've done it a few I times. I the other week. But yeah. Some, I think it's such a good thing to like, it's such a great idea to do that. Hey? Yeah. That's a free advice for you. Tip number two. <laughs> use use your players audiences because they're much better. Than I like like player re-signings or like highlights and stuff. Like. It's funny. I feel like our players aren't that keen on collabing with Carlton unless it's something really cool. Um, mm. Like highlights and, and player re-signings, perhaps not, but like if there's cool photos from training. So like Barks, you've done a few with yeah. some of the on your own, haven't you? Well, not the co- I haven't done any collab posts, but I think yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it suits like a highlight reel or like a resign or maybe a resigning, but like um, the behind the scenes photos, game day photos, and then letting them potentially caption it because that's the other thing I always think about. Like it probably doesn't. Why do they want something on their feed that the club's captioned a bit oddly, unless it's real generic like debut? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's coming from the club's perspective. Mm. Yeah, maybe it goes from the play side then. Mm. Yeah, but maybe they need to drive. Yeah, they don't post. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if they have been getting better barks, like uh, speaking from our players' perspective anyway, if we send them photos and perhaps just said, hey, can you collab with us on this one? Just like when you post it, perhaps they'd be more likely to do that because they have been posting more. Yeah. Depends who it is, but I agree, Edwin. I think it's a great tool. And you've seen, I've seen other clubs in the AFL world starting to use it a lot more. I don't know if the, what you've seen with like NRL and rugby, but it, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely having a, happening a little bit more, but still not like as much. Because I think there's benefit just for both the club and the players, right? Like you can sell it to the players as getting exposed to a new audience, like a way of having like that good content appear on their page as well. Like so many benefits. Yeah. Over player signs of the new club, people know where to go. Like follow the new players. So yeah, that's super easy. Be like a drafty or something. All right, my turn. You done, Jules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. We've okay, I just have a look at this with this. This was just a really good piece of content. Nothing, probably not too much of a talking point apart from the old phone piece of vision. It's a two-minute video, so you don't need to watch I'll it just all. Play it in the background. Yeah, you can turn the sound off. But basically, the South East Melbourne Phoenix NBL team here in Melbourne have got a someone filming their... I don't know if it's their kid or they've purposely gone out of a way for a content piece, but it's basically this real wholesome video of this kid, all his raw reactions to the game, his first ever game at the NBL. Um, it's really cool, and um, it's sort of... 
yeah, it's really, really wholesome and one of those bits that you just think, yeah, well executed, like whether it was planned or not. But um, And then one of their players, probably their best player, Mitch Creek, has um, commented, you can see in that blue tick, I know where my shoes are going to go. Next home game, let's make sure it happens. This is beautiful. And I just wanted to say that content is the winner here because I don't know if this is planned, but I think it's really cool that it's sort of created this connection with their fans and specifically one kid. Um, and Edwin, yes, it's on a phone again. Because I think, I think we're going to talk about this later. Do we think this is on a phone, though? I think so. Yeah, it looks, I was wrong. It looks maybe like a GoPro, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty but steady. I, yeah, but but I think, we'll talk about this later, but I think clubs and other accounts are going out of their way to specify things being filmed on a phone because there's just so much more... We talked about this last week, but it was when it's refined and more of a finished product, it just doesn't give you that wholesome rawness that this does. Mm. It's it's part of my controversial yeah. call, so we'll chat about okay, it we'll save later. It. Yeah, last, we'll save it for that. Last point, last point to this. Does anybody see any watermarks on videos anymore? I found this odd, like team watermarks. I hate watermarks. Yeah. What's the point? Everyone knows you're posting it. I don't, I don't know. And you can, I suppose with this one, you can't really crop in too much, but you, if a media broadcaster wanted to use it, they'd just find a spot where you don't, can't see the logo. But like, I don't, I don't really get that. Cause if it goes yeah. in like the news or, or an external channel, you already know it's of this kid who's a Phoenix fan at a Phoenix game. Like surely they're still getting the same exposure and credit if that's yeah. what they want. That yeah, Whether that, that tiny little watermark's there. Anyway, it's a bit of a, bit of a hate of mine, I think. Do they put them on? Yeah, their phone, I, I'm on board with that. Thanks, Edwin. Thanks for being here. No, no watermarks. I, to to pick this video apart, two minutes long. Is that too long? Way too long. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. seeing a I lot know. of the same reactions. Like, like it's it's obviously obviously good content, but like, I think. Yeah. And this is where I think the analytics can be a total lie. Like, if this was ten seconds of the best three reactions imagine how many views that would have and then it's almost like playing yeah. the system yeah 100 yeah, but I mean, also it's, sorry it's weird because that might not have i'm i still get confused at the moment like if a two-minute video is goes into like the reels world or not so it might not have got that like extra oh. exposure you get from reels because it's longer but i, I think all videos are real now yeah all i think they are because when you try and upload, like you, you, the only way you can upload a, over ninety second videos through like your business suite or creator studio, I'm pretty sure. So then it like does it more as like a square video because on a, on your phone you only have ninety seconds. So it's a weird thing where I'm like, there's some. But they like still show up as a square, don't they? Like I've seen people still upload reels, but they're square, and you just see blackboard. Yeah. I'm more just mean for like that, you know, that exposure you get within reels, and even so, like that long, because it was so long. Like you can see, like it's great content, right? But like less views than what an interview with the coach. Yes. Yeah. And how long does this go for? Let's just look at this for. Oh, this is two minutes twenty as well. Jesus. Cut down the videos, Phoenix. Yeah, need to have a word with them. Two minutes. Yeah. That's that's like a feature length film. Well, and then for reference. <laughs> Edwin, I've Ten seconds here. Video for Carlton coming out soon. Oh well, that's like at least a 
you know, you you'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yes. But you wouldn't put 18 minutes on Instagram, would you? No. I don't think you could. Like physically. <laughs> three parts. Physically. <laughs> <laughs> In a carousel with three different parts. Like, that would be so annoying. <laughs> no, it'd be about like eight different grids to make this bulk film. So it'd be a oh, nice grid. And we could like grid. just use, yeah, one picture across all. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, that's that's fine. Are we done? South Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, good content, but make it shorter. It's still very clear. Cool. Yeah. And no awesome. watermark. And we get rid of the watermarks, yeah. Alright, it's our favorite segment yeah. time. Egg of the week. Egg of the week. Now Bucks, you're kicking this this on. What is what is this? Yeah, I wanted to. I, it's technically four episodes, but I'm glad you're here for this, Edwin. Do you remember the reel we put up when we kicked off season four? You're really testing my um, my knowledge. Literally, Jules picking up an icon from the computer and putting it into like season four in this real shitty quality <laughs> phone video. You commented on it, and I forgot to add you for it because it's probably the worst reel I've ever seen. And I'm it was sort purposely. Of, I'm bad, sort of proud. Yeah, I know, but I'm sort of proud of it because I know that's the angle you're going for. But I just wanted to yeah. raise it because I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm like, I sort of love it. <laughs> Shit content is good content, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I just if, if it makes people angry, as I, as my dad said, and the advice I keep going, any publicity is good publicity. Um, my second one of the week is the WNBL stream quality. So the WNBL is the Women's Basketball League in Australia for those that aren't basketball fans. But that kicked off this season and there's a bit more excitement um, around it as a new sponsor, a new sort of name of the league. But then the stream quality this week was just, it was just god-awful. Like, I just found myself being frustrated by it because they're trying to like promote the exposure and sort of what these athletes deserve. And the, it's a really good comp. Like, I actually went to the... the State Centre last night to see the Southside Flyers first game of the season and like the skills are so good but then you tune into their stream and it's actually on 9 now I think um, so people can easily watch it but it's literally like 480p um, just multiple <laughs> pixels walking around you can't see anything and it's just it's just really disappointing so I'm sending a massive egg their way Do you think that's like a lack of funding or do you think that's just no well, one it's, no one's so it's picked through, up on it well, no, there's plenty like plenty of people picked up on it, but it's like it's through Jam TV, which I think did a bit of digging, and they've subcontracted it to probably a smaller company. But Jam TV looks after the NBL, so to me, there's no reason why it's the same. It's the same company. There's no reason why it can't be to the level of the NBL. I think have a word with Darren. That's the same <laughs> word we've got to have with him. Please, the NBL, <laughs> not the WNBL, but just for the fun of having a go at Darren, it might do it anyway. Yeah. Pick it up, Darren. Now, Edwin, I'm guessing the League Central on Twitter is the egg of the week. Yeah, but then the other one is our boss. boss All right. Do you want to talk us through this? This is a – so firstly, I'm a big fan of clubs showing a bit of like club accounts, showing personality, having like fun, pushing the boundaries on social because I think you need to do more than just like – here's a highlight from the game because I just think that, you know, people want more than that. Yeah. But I think this example here from, um, I think this was a MacArthur FC, so the A-League team, and they um, basically posted a TikTok that was basically ripping on the ref and like a decision, that like a red card decision that he made. So 
um, yeah, calling him the problem as to why they lost the game. And like part of me, I'm like, I like that, you, you know, they're kind of like pushing the boundaries and like, you know, really uh, like I think social media should be fun, but I just don't know if it's at the referee's like if making fun of referees is the right thing to do. And I think there's a bit of like a culture in Australia, at least in like rugby league, especially, but among sports fans that I see where people are just like, they just blame the ref for everything. They go, Oh, the, we lost, but because yeah. the ref was shit. Like, um, it was their fault. And I think that just kind of leads into that, you know, that mindset, which I'm sure they weren't meaning to do. So, um, yeah, just, it struck me as like a good idea, but just came out. But like the what, execution. Else, what else could you possibly try and do with that though? Like, I don't think your fans would respond well to that surely if you're mm. like you said the Australian culture of it's the rest fault we lost the game like they could have something to do with it but I don't think if I was a fan yeah I get what you're saying that it's sort of pushing the boundaries but I don't know that's that doesn't sit well with me I don't think yeah it just kind of sets the ref up to be bashed because obviously the fans are going to be like yeah he's shit he sucks yeah. like and then yeah it just does a bit um a bit too far a little swing on me Swing and yeah. a miss, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's it's <laughs> unnecessary, right? Like it's it's almost trying to make this trend fit for for something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If it was more subtle, maybe maybe that's why it's yeah. why it's bad. Like it, there's no subtleness in it. It's just like yeah, but, that's the problem. We lost because of that guy. <laughs> but even like to Edwin's point, like we can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just like pin it on one individual, like, and the referee as well, when there's such a problem, like it's justifying fans to like behave in a certain way towards. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, good find. MacArthur, well, put then. your fucking head in. Be better. <laughs> um, I've got two quick ones before we jump into boss. Um, this one was weird. So um, team selection in the AFLW is always 24 hours before the game. So like, if you're playing on a Friday night, you'll release the team on a Thursday. Uh, our friends over at Collingwood have gone 24 hours earlier than that. So they've gone 48 hours before the game when it's supposed to be 24 hours and released their team for an elimination final. Now, is this a smart tactic in like they've gone, ooh, like let's let's fuck with the opposition and, and see um, whether we can get them to think we're putting in a couple of players or have they just completely messed this up and, and gone on a Thursday night thinking that that's the right time mm-hmm. to go? No, I think we'll never know. I, I think, think it's, it's a mess up. Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not this conspiracy theory, Dan. I thought we might be able to have it's one. It's not yeah. deeper than that, Jules. <laughs> All right, so Paddy, yeah, if you're listening. conversation. <laughs> Paddy, pull your head in, mate. Get your team selection right, or or send us a message and let us know what actually happened here. Yeah, um, that's fair. The other the other one I wanted to bring up, Edwin. I saw you tweeting a little bit about this, and I, I you're gonna have to forgive me because I'm not a hundred percent across it. But the World Cup, the Australian World Rugby Cup, and no one tweeting about the game or no one having uh, no yeah. social media presence. Can you so explain the, what the rugby, the rugby League World Cup is is happening right now? Which you know, it's my my least favorite part about this podcast is the, the lack of rugby league chat on it. Um, just, just as a aside, um, we don't know anything. But, <laughs> look, there's, there's time to, to worry about. Um, so, the, yeah, the World Cup's happening. It's not as big as other World Cups. It's still, you know, obviously, it's still kind of growing in terms of the the teams. But 
you know, especially the last few years, like the international game has grown quite a bit. Like there's, you know, Fiji, um, Tonga, Samoa, all like pretty decent now, whereas it used to just be like no one cared because it was just be Australia, New Zealand every time because they were just the two best teams, maybe England occasionally. But um, they basically, yeah, it started a couple of weeks ago and, yeah, just everyone started noticing that the official like Kangaroos team did not post about the Kangaroos game. It was like 12 or like a solid time after the game had finished before they said anything. So they posted a few things in the lead up to it, like um, some really like basic, you know, like, oh, the game's on tonight kind of thing. But then, yeah, there was no updates during the game. It was on, it's on like a pretty funky time. So I think it was either like midnight or 4am, I think the games are. So obviously like a weird time to be like up and doing like live tweets. But I think it was like in the afternoon the next day and everyone was like, there's literally been nothing from the official account. So it was just one of those weird things where it's like, you know, do they forget to like put someone on to, to do the socials for her? Like, cause they also a couple of years ago, like laid off a heap of the like digital staff from the rugby right. league. Um, it was like the NRL who like run the comp. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it as well. Like just not having enough people around, but yeah, it was just a weird thing. And a few people picked up on it and I was like, yeah, that's, Strange, very strange. It's pretty poor for like an international event to have no coverage, is it? Like, yeah. Then they, I think they just did like a photo, and it was like a, a great win for the um, for the kangaroos. And everyone's like, it's the game was over twelve hours ago, and it's like <laughs> your your photo of a, someone scoring a try is all you're putting out. Like, God, yeah. you just wouldn't get away with that with any other sport, like, especially in Australia, like considering how crazy sports fans are you've got to give people what they want and if they want coverage you've got to have it somehow even if you don't have yeah. the right amount of staff game one of um the wmbl finals again i'm going back to wmbl eggs but um last season started game one and wmbl finals not one tweet for the whole game for the main like league account so mm. it's not this thing and, and we're yeah. not sitting here going like you need to do play-by-play coverage right we, we're all firmly opposed to that but like something during the game to just let the fans know that there's life going on yeah 100 yeah let's get into some positives boss of the week boss um who wants to kick us off Okay, I'm for some reason everything's WNBL, but um, I saw the Southside Flyers. Not, I don't know if they're intentionally doing this, but their score graphics are now posted as reels, and it's literally just their old um, score graphic template, but they've put a bit of like texture, like dust blowing in the background. And I don't know, this is just a mess with the algorithm. I don't even know if it would work, but they're posting it as reels, and it looks stupid. But I put it in Boss because I thought maybe they're just trying to get more views on it. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm going to bring this up because this definitely does need a screen share if we're going to talk about it. Well, it's just literally smoke twirling in the background. Oh, dear. So it's I didn't these put ones, a link there. It? That's all right. Yeah. I'm bad. <laughs> there they are. Uh, okay. The emotion in the background. Okay. I, I think they're posting them as videos. I think this comes back to what you're saying, Edwin, like everything that you post of the video is now real. Um, Look yeah. at the views on the final score. 
Are they doing it? Oh, a, a three-quarter yeah. time graphic. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that I forgot to mention that's an egg. I don't know why they're doing that. Half-time as well. Like, I, we've talked yeah. about these jewels. Scrap them all. Yeah, Apart from full-time wins. Yeah, that's, that's one of my, my hot takes. I, mean, I think that... Yeah, it's well, <laughs> quarter time. It's literally two minutes later. It's irrelevant. <laughs> the shelf life of like losses as well. It's like, what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, mean, I don't know if this is a boss box. I, I boss uh, because I think it's funny of trying interesting to get more stats. But yeah. it's not even formatted for reals. Like it's still in that kind of square size. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like three quarters egg, maybe slight boss. But I've just put in a box. <laughs> you were trying to be nice. Yeah, after positive. you've just like slammed the WNBL for absolutely everything else. Yeah, yeah, true. Balance <laughs> it out. All right, uh, let's talk through this one, Edwin. I saw you tweet about this the other day. So basically, the, there's a new NRL team coming in. Um, it's not next year; it's a year after. Um, and to be honest, I've been like watching their socials really intently just to see like what they've been doing has been pretty average up until this video where they yeah basically kind of created this group chat which is like not a new idea but they just did like they did it in a really kind of fun really like personalized way like they got the little um additions of like players that film stuff and like you know said a few things um, like this guy's in his like little jersey. A little joke in there, which was they added Cameron Munster, who's the Storm player who <laughs> was supposed to be going there, but then re-signed with the Storm. So they're like, "Oops, didn't mean to put you in the group," and like removed him from the group. And um, so it's also a really cool way to kind of basically it was they're announcing like a bunch of players that will be on their team. So it was kind of like a team announce, like new signings or like existing signings, all in like one place. So rather than like you know, here's the the lineup for the Dolphins. It was like just a different way of, um, yeah, of kind of presenting it, but with a few little, like a few little in jokes, some like, you know, personality thrown inside. So I just thought it was like such a good, um, yeah, good piece of content. I loved it. That's like actually that. pretty like good. I, I didn't realize that went for a minute and a half, but just watching that, like it doesn't feel that long. Yeah. And it's, um, the interesting thing that I, notice after as well which is another thing that i've been thinking about lately which kind of goes back as well to this idea of like posting score graphics but um i just think the time of day when you post content doesn't matter as much anymore as like posting cool content so you can see this is actually posted at 1 a.m in yeah. the morning um which i don't really understand the thinking there like why <laughs> yeah. it was at the time like i think it was like some kind of like new dawn of like something maybe was happening that day of like first of november like maybe they're starting they something to time it with yeah one but it's like uh what daylights it, like see how yeah, the actual thing is 1201 maybe they've gone yeah, so maybe they're because they are in uh in queensland so maybe there's like a daylight savings thing but whatever, whatever reason i think they have tried to have that like the timing but yeah. you can still see like the results were great you know really good on the same with with instagram and it's like if you can post something at 1am on twitter where like no one's awake and still get like really good results you know should we be stressing about finding like people still ask me this all the time like oh when's like the right time to post something Mm -hmm. it's like it's not like 3 45 when a tuesday afternoon is like the sweet spot like maybe there was like a really like a perfect time or 
you could be more strategic with it a few years ago, but now I think it's like, you know, if it's good content, it's going to work. Do you, do you think, think, sorry, Bart. Oh, 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 sorry. I was going to say, what do we think of doing all the player announcements and team announcements in one, as opposed to stretching it out like a team might do, like one player signing after the other and possibly getting more of fan interest doing one, one so by they, one rather. They'd already announced most of them like separately. Oh. So this is kind of almost like grouping them all together as like, here's all the stuff that we've announced. Like, I don't know if there was any, I haven't fallen close enough to know if there was any like new announcements in here. Like most of it was like already public knowledge, but it was kind of just like pulling it all together. Like, so you're kind of watching going, Oh, that's right. Like they signed that player and that player and that player. Like that's, that's interesting. So yeah, they still had no like specific, uh, you know, your graphic, which is like this dude is signed and, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I think there's also like cool little bits of content that you could pull out of their barks. Like, the like you said, Edwin, there's a few like player messages and stuff. So if you're looking to extend the shelf life of this, there's separate posts you could grab. Yeah, um, yeah. Back to the back to the time thing. I think it's like, I think there's two arguments to be had for like posting at certain times. It's one is like if it's something that people are expecting at a specific time every week, like consistency. So mm. team team selection is a good one. Like everyone knows that it comes out at Thursday at 6.30 and they're looking for it. I think that's a good argument for posting at specific times. But aside from that, if you have a rough idea of when your fans are online, that might help. But algorithms just chuck it anywhere anyway, don't they? Like it's not. Yeah, because even I always think like if you know – you know, most people on Instagram are, you know, online between like six and eight o'clock roughly. Um, but like, it doesn't mean you post at eight o'clock and that's suddenly going to like be super effective because it's probably still going to be getting like served the next day. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, is it worth stressing that much about when you post it versus like just, you know, getting your content right? Yeah. Having timely content. I was hoping you would disagree with that one and we can have a bit of a fight, but um, maybe yeah. you'll have to keep working on something to What's the other thing? Yeah, what would we find on this? I don't know. I came in a fight and there's been nothing but There's a segment for this and it's coming up, so just hold your horses. We've got got time to fight, don't worry. And speaking of fighting, it's time. It's time for the the controversial call. Easily said, controversial. Let's the run. Let's, should we run over some old ones first, Jules? Get them crossed off. Have Edwin have a right of reply. <laughs> I, don't, I think we can just jump straight into it. Birthday graphics. Let's let's just let's just solve this one now. Let's. Uh, um, now, nah, I'm so not forbidding them. Both so the of you can get is, fucked. No, well, the argument, Edwin, so I mostly agree with you, but the argument that we came up with last year is that you can't argue with the interaction and how much fans love them. So, like, it's easy win. So why would you not do it if you know you're going to get good responses and people loving it? I think you just, you could do it, but just do it better. Like I I was saying, um, I can't remember where we'll, maybe we'll talk about it on Twitter, but um, and yeah, I'm not expecting everyone to know every tweet that we've. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, 
But like, you know, instead of just a graphic, like, can you film like a little video or can you turn into like a more interesting piece of content that probably gets you more engagements than what, you know, uh, a kind of stock photo of a play you have with like a little birthday cake emoji or like whatever mm. people do because like, yeah, you're probably right that people do. Fans are like, yeah, happy birthday. I'll, I'll give that player a like and it probably gets you, you know, that, you know, those engagements that, you know, are important. But I don't know, I just, I think there's a better way of doing it than, the effort to do the effort to do that creative idea for every player that would just be like I just don't think it would be time well spent. Like yeah. I totally agree with you in theory. And we were saying like last week, like if you've got a big player like LeBron, you do something you do something pretty cool, you, you do an actual cake or whatever it might be that you actually film something, but then Jules was saying, Okay, so what if there's like a guy on the bottom of the roster it's his birthday? And I just said my response was don't worry about him. Uh it sounds funny, <laughs> but you don't need it you don't need to equal it. Put it up in the story. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, obviously the higher the caliber of the player, the more engagements they're going to get, right, because people yeah. know them and would be more likely to, to engage with them. But, yeah, look, you probably – you have counted my point pretty well there, I think. Um, I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Just exit the chat. <laughs> Just because, like, it's an easy – like, obviously, obviously, obviously it's, an easy, it's an easy win because every club does it, right? So there's yeah. a reason why people do it, but – yeah, maybe just every now and then if you throw in something a little bit different. Then. Yeah. Now, see, I, I've I've been thinking about this. This has been keeping me up all night. Um, <laughs> I would sleep and, and I've gone past my anger of being just furious at both of you for the stupid opinion. And I've I've tried to pull some solutions out of my brain. So I've got three ideas, three three ideas of like what we can do that's better. So you keep graphics for players that haven't been at a team for more than two years, right? So like rookies, first year at the club and maybe low profile players, they still get something. They just don't get like the ultimate, whatever it might be. Your top tier players that are celebrating milestone birthdays, like 25, 30, 21, even let's say like the big ones, you get like something on team photo day that's a bit more personalized. So it might be like balloons or like big number cutouts or if you're super organized, you get fans to submit like birthday messages and they can get read out to them on their birthday. Oh, not on their birthday, but like on team photo day, film it. And they'll be like, oh, this is nice. Like birthday wishes ahead of time, nah, whatever it might no, be. No. Cut up. I've got one more ID, dickhead. Wait. Okay. Okay. Finish. <laughs> Third idea, easy Vox pop idea um, on team photo day as well. You find out the pairs of friends that are, are really good and you ask them like, okay, if they were to get, if you were to get them a birthday present, what would it be? What type of cake do you think they'd eat? And you just go around and you ask them like that. Simple three ideas can still keep the graphic for low stakes birthdays. So mums don't ring the club and say, why aren't you celebrating my son's birthday? <sighs> That'd be a good comment. Everyone's happy. So your third one's all right. But the rest, it's too serious. This is not a significant milestone. I don't think you need this celebratory, serious messages to camera or balloons or whatever. You've got to take the piss. It's a birthday. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> we just smash cakes into everyone's face. Like, is that I what we're going to do? It's, hey, it's Cripper, not happy birthday. Enough. It's, not, <laughs> it's just a birthday. It's meant to be a bit of fun. You don't need yeah. heart-to-heart heart messages about this guy turning 23. Who gives a shit? <laughs> 
That's why I said milestone birthdays, dickhead. Don't you listen? But it's too serious. It's not a career achievement. <laughs> Another year around the sun. Yeah, good one. <laughs> you want it, like a 10-minute masterpiece. <laughs> oh, it's uh, really so like the, the Vox Pop idea is, is fun and pretty easy to achieve, right? Just get yeah. someone to say what they what they need and that's there's some some easy content in there it's like a christmas it's like the christmas one like what's your favorite christmas present what's your worst christmas present what's gift what gift would you like to give what about a dorky mum message from everyone's mum like selfie just wishing happy birthday what if they don't like their mum well do them dad i don't care just (laughs) can they nominate someone else's mum to like (laughs) receive a message (laughs) Super embarrassing message from the mum, like, we're so proud of you, like, kissing the camera and stuff. Can't wait to celebrate this one. In the bottom right corner, not actually Patrick Cripps' mum. Actor. All right. This this is just Mon. It's the same mum. It's the same mum. <laughs> different different weeks. <laughs> See, that would be funny though. Oh, that is funny. See, that's content. Yeah. yeah All right. No one used that. that. <laughs> it's a very mum for every birthday. Oh dear. All right. We got any new yeah. ones? I've got one, but do we want to? What do you got? Do you have one? Um, nah, you my... got a new one. What? Go a new one. Too many. Uh, my one is that LinkedIn is fun now. Oh fuck! LinkedIn has wow. been fun for years. Well, maybe I'm a bit late, but I I found myself looking through LinkedIn and enjoying it. I don't know if anyone's going to argue; it doesn't sound like it. But just wanted to say that one. What 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 were you using it for? Like, what were you scrolling through for? Now, or what was I? Because I've never really looked at it. No, now like now, was... like the other day when you were scrolling through LinkedIn and decided it was fun. Well, it's it's probably more people sharing what they're doing in a more serious, insightful manner, whether it's in the freelance world of like their own startups or what they've contributed. I think I probably notice more people posting like about what they've done in Clubland, for example, but their own personal, whether it be a podcast or something. And I just think it's more of a. I think I used to find Twitter people used to write more lengthy things on Twitter about celebrating their own work. But I think now I enjoy scrolling that on LinkedIn. I like it. I like the uh, I like the take, and I would love to disagree with it, but I, I can't because I feel the same way. I feel like the last couple of years for me as well. Like I enjoy kind of going on there and, and reading a little bit more of the like personal side of the work that people do, and I think as well it's been a bit of a change in like the LinkedIn platform where it's more of like a content place now, whereas it used to just be like connect with and you know network and. The, the stuff that people did post was like pretty garbage. Whereas now I think, yeah, there's also been like a bit of a shift, I reckon, like in maybe in the more like the last four or five years. But I think we as like media types are more like, we're more likely to actually speak about the things we're doing. And I feel like I remember when I first started in social media, like people would tell me like, well, oh, you're the person behind the account. So no one can ever know that you're the one running that account so like you know you keep it to yourself it was like a kind of a secret because (laughs) ruin like the magic of who was running these these pages whereas now we're kind of like more open to go oh this is the page i run and these are the this is the thinking behind this post and 
I guess that kind of was on Twitter as well, but you've seen that a bit more on, on LinkedIn. And it's a real like American thing that I'm happy now, like more Aussies are doing, like especially in this industry, right? Where like you guys have this great podcast where you actually dissect and talk about content and the work that you're doing where, yeah, I think for a long time we we're kind of scared to be like, hey, this is like the cool stuff that I've done. And even that like self-promotion, I think people are still, maybe less so now, but they used to be really kind of, I guess, scared off talking about and being like i made this cool piece of content yeah i'm so happy that i made this here's the thought process behind it yeah tall poppy syndrome and it was almost like a mystery album as you said who runs this account who's made this awesome graphic oh we don't actually know nobody will put their hand up (laughs) yeah for for the sake of being controversial though i i want to i want to agree that linkedin is a fun place because i love linkedin but my God, it's full of a lot of wankers that are. That was going to be my. Yeah, my, is it? yeah 100%. <laughs> like, like there's, a, always, there's a great Twitter page called. State of LinkedIn. State of LinkedIn. My yes, God. Twitter page is just oh, full of like the oh. best, like, the best, worst people. I think that it's very American. So that's a lot of like, you know, entrepreneurial kind yeah. of. I wake up at four in the morning, have two eggs, and then I go for a run. And on this run, I meditate for half an hour. And then by the time I get back to the office, I'm so grounded and ready to grind out the day. (laughs) And if you're not living like this, you're a dickhead. (laughs) This is what success looks like. (laughs) That's my favorite LinkedIn, but it's also like, um, yes, I think LinkedIn can be a good place, but I feel like people, it needs to, transform and especially with people in our industry don't take it that seriously like my controversial call or controversial call is like professionalism is one thing but personality and professionalism combined should be more obvious like show who you are show the work you've done be really happy with it but don't feel like you need to do it in this like formal formal way that doesn't show who you are as a person because it's like a mini resume your linkedin like of all the stuff that you've mm. done um and an easy way to to get ahead and we all know that this industry is all about networking and, and connections that you make i so i can't argue with I, I don't think that applies just linkedin i reckon that applies everywhere though like you mm. you want to stand out showing who you are like i can't really think of somewhere where you have to post ultimately professional unless it's like a website email i think linkedin is that linkedin is that place right where you do have to be a bit more like professional with like what you talk about because it is a bit more of like a professional network I feel but yeah I think you're right Jules where it's like you don't just want to go like that full corporate you know boring kind of like yeah like corporate speak versus actually you know having a bit of your personality because it's something actually that I because obviously I, I'm quite like loose especially on something like Twitter where I'll just like fire off my like you know opinions and takes whereas on when I go to LinkedIn and try and talk about things i have to kind of go right i can't be as like you know fired up and controversial here because i do need to have that like you know still position myself as like an expert and still show that personality but it's definitely like dialing it back slightly yeah yeah well jules you you take the piss out of the corporate speaking on LinkedIn. i like i like that approach <laughs> yeah i um i just end up commenting on all my family members achievements and <laughs> wishing them well I love the recommended uh, things, Jules. Like the, <laughs> don't they have the automated like recommended responses? 
Some of them, no, but most of them I type out myself. That's how oh, easy yeah, it is. They just to sound it. <laughs> like a LinkedIn wanker. <laughs> I have a few mates where we, you, you have that in the messages as well. Yeah. Where we have conversations, but they're like auto generated chats. So it's like, congrats on your work anniversary. And then <laughs> we'll have like a back and forth for five minutes where it's just whatever the message, like the words say. So <laughs> thank you. Hope you're well. <laughs> so, I do that with AJ for work sometimes, Jules. Yeah. Um, I, I always get it from um, my boss, Gav, who's like similar to Bucks, not very like, doesn't show a lot of emotion via text. So he doesn't look like use any punctuation, but I'll always get the thanks, great, with an exclamation mark. And I'm like, <laughs> that, that's definitely. Freak out when you say exclamation yeah. mark. <laughs> Uh, there's still yeah. there's still some flaws with LinkedIn. Still some weird bits about it. Yeah, it, it's as a platform, like it's it's a bit strange, but I think it's it's growing. Yeah. Okay. Who, right. who who had the last under in here? What? Who had the last controversial call about the fan footage or selfie footage? Sorry. Oh yeah, that's me. I I think we kind of discussed it a little bit and just weary that we've been talking for an hour and eleven minutes now. Uh, this might be the longest show that we've ever had. Um, I I just think like let's stop wasting time with fan footage and stuff that's not shot on a mobile phone unless you're shooting it for like high-quality ads that are going on TV or like on a big screen somewhere. I feel like phone footage submitted by fans or by players or whatever it is is way more personal than sitting them down in the studio and making them feel uncomfortable. Oh yeah, but you, you, there's surely a, like a contract signing or a press conference that you still need a camera. Yeah, but that's like really media based, isn't it? That's not. Oh, I thought you were saying like just just throw out all the good cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I throw you out as well, but That's what Edmund said. You tweeted <laughs> that, didn't you? Yeah, I'm all on board with throwing out good cameras and just everything on the phone now. <laughs> okay, so a coach gets fired. Do you want someone to be like? All right, how are you feeling about the press conference? Were you inter- interview the coach after he got fired? What, the, or the, she press got conference. <laughs> the press conference. Yeah, get a gimbal for your phone so there's a bit of stability. And yeah. have to, <laughs> just just lean it up against something as well. Get the coach to hold the phone and do like a little selfie of it. <laughs> just do it on um, Instagram Live as well. <laughs> I agree that, there should, that you're saying it more and more that people should think of uh, certain types of content as phone videos. Like don't always bring the real cameras out there because they're mm. just so much more engaging, I think. Yeah. And I think further to that, the I didn't have a, a controversial call, um, but I've thought of one now and it's I hate <clears throat> overly designed graphics and things like Canva at the moment. Mm. So um, I'm just off a really like well-designed image, basically. Um, I want more of the like, you know, if you could have a selfie with the players to promote a game or like a really cool graphic or like heaps of like, you know, nicely designed words. And it's especially more of a, I think it's more of a thing for like the small businesses that I work with, right, where they <clears throat> will design like a flyer in Canva to promote something and just like people just switch off instantly because it looks like an ad. Yeah. Mm. So I'm off Canva, I'm off... <laughs> Anything that's designed, just take a photo on a phone, and that's that's it. <laughs> okay, I, so I don't mind that. 
takeout. We're deleting the creative suite completely. We're just yeah, going to use CapCut on our phones and yep. and light tweaks on our phones as well to edit photos and maybe just write something on it with our finger phone post. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I, I do think there's something in spending more time on thinking about how, where you can take a photo, like location and how to make a difference as opposed to sitting in front of your computer trying to make a really cool photo, like a manipulated photo. Well, it's also similar to what we were talking about last week and I think you brought it up, Edwin, like do, do fans actually care about overly, um, like from a sports perspective, anyway, do fans actually care about the, the graphics or no. is it just something that we do in the industry to to make ourselves interested, which is okay. Like that's, a, that's an okay reason to do something. Mm. Um, but what's the, yeah, the payoff? Yeah, they don't care, I don't think. No. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I was hoping for a bit more argument controversy there, but um... maybe we, we just need to next time. What we'll do is, if we notice something that pops up in the week that we're going to disagree on, we'll get you back on, and we can have a genuine fight. Yeah, well, I, I was hoping we could do this in real life and actually properly fight, yeah. like <laughs> Marcus Carper. Fucking <laughs> star. We'll get a photographer there as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Last, yeah. last week we said that. Um, even if you don't disagree with us, we should dial you in to have a real passionate uh, stance against whatever we're saying. So even if you personally agree with us, you've got to take the other side. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Why not? Because I, I don't want to do what you tell me. <laughs> okay, guys, wrap it up. I think Let's we're done this here. This has been fun, guys. Thanks, Edwin. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to you again, Jules, for joining me on my podcast. I but didn't no, even welcome fun. you to this podcast. Yeah, I just went did. straight to Edwin. That's right. <laughs> I'll, I'll outro you. Um, no, it's been fun. Any lasting words from either of you? Oh, Edwin, you got one tip to leave us on. One thing we should be uh, watching out for in the social media world. That's what I want from you. He's putting on a spot. Um, yeah, I've given away a lot of a lot of free advice. I think we all have today. It should have been um, a paid session for, <laughs> for everyone that's, that's listening. Um, free advice. Um, share this podcast with your friends because it's a really good smart. <laughs> Love that. Oh, isn't that nice? Um, All right. Thank you, everyone. Use use reels and collaborations. (laughs) Where can they find you, Edwin? Where should people be looking to find some more advice from you? Um, Yeah, so at the social sandwich on Instagram is where I do a lot of stuff. And then I always know I just have this, I have social sandwich underscore on Twitter, which shits me to no end that I couldn't get the social sandwich. (laughs) Whoever the social sandwich is on Twitter, <laughs> is you get my, my hand. Like, what do they inactive. do? Um, I don't think they're active. So maybe I might have to hit Elon Musk up and get him to get my handle back. Old overlord. <laughs> oh. yes. no, thanks for having me, guys. It was, it was fun spending my Sunday morning with you. Um, always a pleasure. I'll see you again in two years when you invite me back. <laughs> We're going to spread it out. No, thank you for joining us. Thanks for thanks, listening, man. everyone. Uh, love you, gonna leave you, goodbye. Bye.